but he's on the line now. One of the one of the three horsemen of trolling Maple Leafs fans online, Mark Mathon, joins us. What's up, Mark? How's it going? That's a that's a heck of an intro, Julia. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Any day of the week, it's you, <laughs> Jesse, and and Pete Blackburn are my three faves when it comes to when it comes to trolling. Also, yeah, I have okay. to tell you this: if floating around in our group chat this morning, a, 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 the sweetest photo I've ever seen of a young blonde Mark Mathot London Knight skating around with the Memorial Cup, blonde oh. flow, Mark. What a pick! Did you say was it actual footage? No, it was that photo that that Ross tweeted from the Locked On Sense. What yeah, a good yeah, yeah. photo! Yeah, um, that was uh, that was tough. I mean, we can move on from that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. This is the first question I want to ask you because I love your rants from from Winnipeg, Manitoba to anything else that gets your goat. What, what's on your mind today, Mark? What's what's bothering you today? <laughs> well, well, for those for those who have no idea what you're referring to with regards to the Winnipeg thing, I've been told to kind of stay off that for a little bit. So okay. I'm, <laughs> We'll leave away. Winnipeg alone today. I was I was hypercritical of the Fairmont Hotel in Winnipeg, the dump, um, and <laughs> I called it. I called it, and uh, say say people. Well, I guess the native, like you know, Winnipeg natives are very proud of their city, and I understandably so. And um, so that's a no fly zone now. I gotta. I have to move on. Okay, fair enough. We got the we got the Battle of Ontario tonight, though, Mark. Leafs and Sens. And I'm curious to get your thoughts. I remember listening to you on Overdrive earlier this year, actually, and you were, you were carving up the Maple Leafs blue line a little bit. But since yeah. then, they've had some injuries and some adversity, and they've dealt with those. And I think that, you know, some younger players have elevated their game. I'm curious if you've come around to, you know, this Leafs blue line uh, over the course of the last couple of months here. Yeah, and in, in, in saying that I was super critical might be a little bit of a stretch, but but it, that was a concern for sure. Like if I was looking at the body of work um, of the Leafs going into the season, then that was probably one area. And it's hard to nitpick, which is a good thing, right? Like it's hard to cherry pick exactly what I thought was a weakness. I mean, goaltending was obviously a question mark as well. That has been a surprise to me, at least. And um, no, I, I think they've been good back there. I mean, you're you're not looking for anybody to reinvent the wheel. I think when you look at the, the pairings that Toronto has now, and I mean, maybe a little bit of lack of scoring in some areas, you know, Morgan Riley's had his you know, ups and downs as well. But I think overall, when I look at the team and when I look at, you know, where they're at in the standings and how they've been playing lately, forgetting about the Austin Matthews injury, I'm sure you've all spoken about that at nauseum, so I won't get into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting in second place in the Atlantic. You're in a good spot. I think right now for Toronto, it's weather that storm, relying on your team depth. The decor's been just fine. I don't really think I have anything negative to say there. And I'm not in a position to compare them to Ottawa right now. I can tear apart that Ottawa decor, but Toronto's been just fine. And I think they're right where I thought they would be. I, if anything, I thought probably at first, Boston's been a huge surprise for me and I think many others. But um, yeah, Toronto's fine. They're going to be in a good spot right now. I think just managing the absence now of Matthews is great as far as you know the timing goes because you've got a couple breaks now. I think between the All-Star break and I believe you guys have a bye week as well coming up. So yeah. timing-wise, it's good. It's never a good sign when you go in for a picture. And when I say picture, of course, I'm talking about the MRI. That's usually kind of unsettling. Not that I'm trying to poke fear here, but um, I think assuming that those images come back negative, and he's out for a few weeks, and that's probably going to be the great news that everyone's hoping for. But otherwise, I would be a little concerned. Wait a second. You, you're not surprised by where the Leafs are at? Aren't the Sens supposed to be like putting, pulling ahead of the Leafs in the standings yeah. right now? And, and, and I'll take my <laughs> luck. Listen, 
I had I had my qualms with with the team in the summer. I'm talking about Ottawa as far as what they needed to address, and the big the big one for me was on defense. Uh, you know, like the, the the top four on the back end is is suspect best. You've got Thomas Shabbat and Jake Sanderson, the two horses on the left side, but then you don't really have any other legitimate top fours other than Artem Zub, who has been injured quite a bit this year. So. They've been pretty banged up back there, and, and not deep enough. I mean, I mean, they're not even they're not ready. They're not there yet, and I could admit that. And that mix that in with lack of scoring. I mean, it's such a weird thing here going on in Ottawa, where they're sixth in shots on goal in the league, they're fifth in shot attempts, seventh in scoring chances, but they they, they can't convert five on five, and that's been the big issue. And you'll you'll see that tonight in the game where they're getting plenty of opportunities, they're just not burying them. That's. You know, a lot of players, you know, Alex Dabrinkat, Drake Batherson, some of the other guys have been snake-bitten a little bit, and it's starting to give them fits. But, I mean, I, I wanted nothing more than to come on here today and talk a lot of smack, but right now with the way Otto is playing, I just can't. Like, no one will take me seriously if I care a strip-off of the Maple Leafs. So I have to be very careful there. But, I mean, I thought Otto was, was going to be ahead for sure, um, or at least right in that conversation, and, and they're not. And... I don't even know that I can put them in that conversation next year unless they make some drastic changes. Okay, maybe I can tee you up to talk a little smack, actually, Mark, because Mike McKenna, okay. right after that win uh, over the Rangers earlier this week, pointed out this one instance where Timothy Lilligren got buried from behind and oh, yeah. uh, Marner gave him a little bit of a hug and it created some discourse about playing soft and, and Luke Gazdick chimed in on it as well and kind of had the yeah. same sentiment that there's a lot of buddy-buddiness going on in the NHL. You think that's Leaf-specific? Because Gazdick kind of framed it more as like it's just kind of the way that the NHL is going. Right. And I, I, well, I remember the play. I saw McKenna's piece. I saw the, uh, the response that he received uh, yeah. afterwards. <laughs> and understandably <laughs> so. But... I, I, I will be honest, uh, I didn't like the play. I certainly didn't like the hit. The one thing I'll say, and I never advocate for fighting because I was not a fighter. You know, I, I got into fights, but I was by no means a tough guy. So let's just, let's just air that out first before people start questioning my angle. But I just wanted to see something. And you mentioned the little, the little dance partner. I think Marner went in there, which, by the way, I don't expect Mitch Marner to do much either. Yeah. But with Marner, like, like – with, with, even if you're a skilled guy, just go in there and cross-check some guy or push him around. It looked exactly like he was trying to get behind a girl at the bar. It did, like, you know, it, and looked, he, it looked exactly like that. <laughs> like, it didn't, you're bang on, and, and, and it didn't look good. And, and people will say, well, what's the point? Like, why would you, like, it doesn't, what's the big, what's the big deal? And in theory, that would make sense. But in hockey, I'm thinking long game bringing your teammates together, knowing that you've got each other's back. So if you're Lilligren and you just got folded like a lawn chair into the wall, you would hope that somebody would come and get your back. And that's sort of the angle that I'm looking at. Like, so there were plenty of times, right, to even fight a guy or maybe push and shove a little bit, but it just shows like you've got your teammates back. Sounds silly, but it's a contact sport, and that's just part of the hockey. So I don't know how you adjust other than what I just said. Just I'd like to see some teammates get in there and show a little bit, but – I'm sure they're still a tight group, and they're probably laughing about all the the the, the, the pushback on that specific play in the in the in the in the room. But I think that is one area that I would agree with with Mike McKenna. I played with him; he's a great dude, he's pretty spot on there. I think you just, as a coach or, or a fan, you just want to see some sort of response, show a little emotion. It always looks good. 
Well, I think it, it it just brings up another point where you look at the team and, and sometimes, and I think you can look back at the Rangers game that they played the other night, they got yeah. leaned on a little bit. And, you know, the term heavy hockey gets thrown around a lot, and that's the way that it's in the playoffs. I would probably classify, you know, the Senators as a team that likes to lean on guys and play a little bit more of a physical game. And just yeah. looking at the last couple of seasons, their last eight meetings, six of the eight have been one-goal games, despite there being a massive talent discrepancy between these two teams. I mean, is 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 the way to kind of beat Toronto is to play that way? And, and you know, would you expect for more of the same to be tonight? And is that a problem for Toronto going forward? I, I think, well, I think that's been part of Toronto's problem for the past couple seasons. And, and again, you know, there, there, there's all kinds of different variables that kind of get thrown into that mix. It's not just one thing. But, yeah, I, I think, I mean, you mentioned it right there. When you, when you play in the postseason, it's a different game. Even today. You know, it's not just an old school train of thought. It's, it applies to today as well, where the hockey's just heavier. Everyone's doing their homework on your top guys. People are aware of obviously Matthews and Marner and company, and they're going to lean that much harder on them. So that's when, you know, having a response, whether it be any of your role players, I don't talk about fighting. I'm just saying having some high energy guys that can go right back out there, respond, lay some big heads, get physical, get in the opponent's goaltender's face, you know, whatever it is. There's a lot of different mind games that are going on during the postseason, right? It's, it's, there's a lot of stuff. It's, it's fluid. It's happening every night. Everyone's talking about it. And that can put a lot of pressure on your team when you don't have that element in your lineup. Uh, but, I mean, to put a ton of emphasis on it would be a little disingenuous. Obviously, I was a physical hockey player. It's the way I played. So I'm not going to come on here like some dinosaur advocating for toughness and all that stuff. But I do think if you were to critique one area specifically in Toronto with regards to playing that style of play, that would be it. It's the lack of physical response that you're getting out of the group. And I think that's what Mike McKenna was touching on with regards to that one play. It's one harmless play, you know, when, you know at face value when you're watching it. But, you know, it, it kind of encompasses a bigger picture moving forward. And it's like, is this team, can this team respond to that type of play? And it's heavy hockey in the postseason. It's not fun. And that's an area that I think Toronto has to kind of get over. Because you mentioned it right there with, with the talent discrepancy between them and Ottawa. It's not even close, right? But Ottawa manages to give them fits because they can they can kind of play that way if they need to. So I would leave it at that. Yeah, I know we don't want to focus on it too much, but yeah. like they're going to get Boston or Tampa in the playoffs. Don't they have to when, when you're going to get one of those two murderous road teams? You have to. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and when you, even with Tampa, Tampa's a great example. It, it's not like they've got a, they don't have a bunch of meatheads back there that are running around. But even if even, uh, they're, they're high-end guys, even Kucherov, yeah. has a yeah. bit of you know fire under him, right? Like when there's a player, he doesn't like the way someone hit him, he'll give the guy a whack or he'll push him or whatever it is. That's kind of what I'm talking about. You never have to fight. It's just showing a little emotion, showing a little pushback, because I can tell you when I played and I was standing at net front and I gave a guy a shot and he gave me a shot back, it made me think twice the next time I was standing beside him. And it didn't matter if it was John Tavares or uh, Luke Gazdick, right? Like it didn't matter who it was. So – that's sort of what I'm talking about. It's playing with a little bit more of a chip on your shoulder, and you can't just you can't just turn that on. But I think Toronto does have that ability. It's just again, it's it comes from within. It's it's that culture built in the locker room, and um, I mean the deadline's looming, so there's an, always an opportunity to find it. But uh, I still think they're going to be in a good spot. I'm not trying to put too much panic in the fan base right now. We're chatting with Mark Mathot, uh, former NHLer, Sens analyst, and. Former Senator Matt Murray will be making the start tonight. The projected starter. We'll wait and see if he ends up playing uh, 
you know, start in the game. We know what happened last time. Oh my God, you're such a hater. <laughs> it's such an unnecessary. It's such, such an unnecessary hater. comment. Like, you've made it like four times. I know it's it's very <laughs> unnecessary for me. But Matt Murray starting tonight uh, against yeah. a team that trade him away, and like if you want to look at it in, in one angle, they're still they're paying him to play against him tonight. Like how much motivation is there for a guy like Murray tonight to go in and play the Senators? Oh man, I that's a tough. That's always a tough one because it, it really depends on the individual, right? Some people, some players just don't like it because you're playing against former teammates that you've, you know, you've, you've developed relationships with and it's, it's unpleasant. I feel like it's probably different for a goaltender, right? Because you're not actually engaging physically against other players. You're not pushing or hitting or whatever it might be. So, you know, for Murray, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough stint for him in Ottawa. It just was. And I don't think that's, that's not a hot take by any means. If you just look at his goals against average in his time. And a lot of that was also attributed to what was in front of him. We had a terrible decor here in Ottawa. You could still make an argument that it's not great, but um, I guess you could call it a bit of a revenge game maybe, but then on the other hand, you guys just said it. There were still, Ottawa's still paying them. So, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, I've heard, you know, nothing but good things. I know he's a good dude and he keeps to himself. He's fairly quiet and he's had a little bit more success so far this year, splitting games with Samson off. So, you know, I, I, for me, it's it's pretty straightforward. I think he probably just wants to start off well, right? Get a good feel for the puck. If you're Matt Murray, have a good solid first 10 minutes of that game. Get some shots on net, feel the puck, kind of get that confidence back, get the jitters out, and then he'll probably settle in. And that's typically what happens for everybody. It's those first few shifts, and in his case, the first couple minutes standing there between, you know, between the pipes. And so it'll be a challenge. And I know Ottawa's going to be heavily motivated, but it's funny. I always say this. It's, it's such a weird dynamic playing against the Maple Leafs in Ottawa because having played against them plenty of times when I was with the Senators, the, one of the things that I always hated about playing in Ottawa against Toronto was telling each other in the dressing room before the game, okay, guys, let's get them out of the game early. Let's get the fans out of the game early, quiet them down. Like That's not typically something you would say at home. So that's another challenge that Ottawa faces tonight. It's usually a pretty hostile crowd in their own building, which isn't a whole lot of fun. No, that's not fun. Matt Murray gets back in tonight, first time since he got yanked in that Florida game, so should be interesting in for- yeah. versus former team. Uh, Ridley Gregg made his NHL debut earlier this week, picked up an assist, eight shots. What did you think of his debut? He was great. Uh, my only concern now it would be, you know, does the adrenaline wear off a little bit after that first game? Because I can vaguely remember my first NHL game, and most of it was a blur, but I had a really solid night, right? So, for him, I mean, obviously a different animal. He's a first-round draft pick, far better player than I was, and I can full-on say that. But he was really good. And what I'm looking for him right now, and we're talking about, you know, the Battle of Ontario, a little bit of a rivalry there, even if it hasn't really sparked much this year, being that they haven't played and Ottawa's obviously in the basement. But a player like Greg can get under your skin. He's a bit of a pest, but he can also play. Like, he can also make plays. He can score goals. Um, he's got a nice little skill set that I think goes underrated a little bit. It flies under the radar being he is such a pass out there when he wants to be. So, you know, he, he made some great defensive plays too. He's reliable and they have him slotted between uh, Alex Dabrinkin and Claude Giroux. Giroux obviously is childhood hero that he looked up to as a player. So he's, he's a motivated guy. So he's another fun player that I think a lot of us will be looking out for here tonight, especially. And I know they're playing Montreal a couple times, another rivalry for Ottawa. So, Having a player like him in your lineup and the compete level that he brings uh, will, will will be very beneficial for the Ottawa Center. It's funny too. I just realized it's back to back games where the Maple Leafs are taking on guys from the gold medal team from Canada. So they had 
Will Cooley the other night. Now they got Ridley Gregg oh, right uh, coming in tonight. So, yeah, it's kind of cool for, for those yeah. who are following the World Junior Championships. Um, I, I want to, you know, big picture in Ottawa. You know, I, there was a lot of expectations, obviously, coming into the year for them to take that next step. It was the summer of Dorian. Everyone was excited about uh, bringing in Giroud to bring at, but things obviously haven't gone as planned. Is there, like, are, are him or DJ Smith, like, is there a hot seat on either of these two right now, you think? Well, I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, you'd be a fool to think otherwise. I mean, any time a team's not gaining any success, especially after a pretty big summer where you brought in a bunch of legitimate acquisitions as far as forwards go, and um, they certainly made a nice little splash with that. You know, Gabrink had a 40-goal scorer, and then, of course, with Claude Giroux, and, and then a few others. But, you know, I, I think for me, if yeah, I mean, they're certainly going to be on the hot seat, and, and I'm sure they are fully aware of that. Everybody in Ottawa is fully aware of it. There's a little bit of a... You know, a bit of a, it gets complicated with the ownership situation that's going on now, too. So I don't know how many moves are allowed to, to get made until that gets settled. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it hasn't gone their way this year. And there, there were still some glaring holes, as I mentioned earlier, there uh, on the back end and in net and um, there, a lot of inconsistent play up front. So it's just been between that and all the injuries that I'm sure you guys, well, I, Toronto's dealt with a ton of injuries, too. I know the decor on that back end yeah. has taken a beating. So it's, you know, this isn't uncommon. All the teams deal with this. And, you know, to, to use that as a crutch or an excuse, I mean, it doesn't do you any favors. You have to deal with it just like every other team deals with it. And with Ottawa, the, the, the major thing has just been point production and goals, right? There just hasn't been enough goals, um, not enough converting on big chances, and, and it's really bit them. And then, of course, the inconsistencies on the back end. So, yeah, Coach DJ Smith is absolutely on the hot seat. And if they can figure out a way to turn this around and end it on a positive, great. I just don't see the team changing a whole lot between now and next season. Uh, just before we let you go, Mark, I, I have to ask this because I feel like <laughs> is, is Claire Hannah and her contagious joy and positivity like subconsciously rubbing off on you at all? Because I feel like it'd be difficult to hang out with her on a day-to-day basis and not have. Yesterday, she tweets for those of you that don't follow Claire Hannah on Twitter. She tweets unpopular opinion. I enjoy shoveling snow. Like, I've never met anyone in my life with a better outlook than Claire Hannah. Just the most positive person alive. Oh, my God. She she never has a bad day. No. We're doing all the home games, and we're in the booth up there. Obviously, Claire and I are going back and forth. She is unbelievable. Like, fantastic person to work with. Always positive. She'll bring in baked goods occasionally. Oh, my God. Yes. I didn't know the baked goods. It's it's incredible. And, yeah, I mean – the whole shoveling thing was a little psychotic. I can't agree with her on that one. You know, but, but I'll give it to her. It's good exercise. I can understand that, too. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky to be able to work with her. She's been great. Well, especially in Ottawa. Like, you guys get some big snow dumps up there in <laughs> Ottawa. Like, that's... Listen, so I go to Toronto. For, I know there's a lot of Mark the Thought haters out there. or maybe, maybe I'm overplaying that. But I know I'm from Ottawa. I'm very critical. But I'm always in Toronto, right, because I'm doing work, doing a lot of junior coverage as well. And, I can never get over how much more mild it is there. You guys have no idea how good you have it until you come back to Ottawa. And, I mean, the snow and the precipitation, it is wild. So I don't get it. We're only four hours apart, but uh, significant change in weather. I realize this isn't the Weather Channel, by the way, so I can, I'll cut it at that. <laughs> it is interesting. It is. I, I, really, quick, quick, quick one for you here before we let sure. you go. Are you, were you a wrestling guy at all growing up? I was. I was attitude era, which I don't think you could get away with anymore on television. So no, um, you, you my, definitely can't. <laughs> yeah, but you we got, can't. But I, I was. Yeah, we got the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. If you put 
all of the Maple Leafs roster and all of the Senators roster in one ring, who do you think comes up victorious as a Royal oh, come on. It's, <laughs> Listen, and this is, I know I realize I'm biased, but this is Ottawa. I mean, they're way more physical. So some of the big bodies on, on that team, I mean, I'm sure it would be close. I'm sure there would be surprises. But I'd have to go with Brady Kachuk and the Ottawa Senators for sure. Yeah, I think it would I, just I be Mark Giordano one. standing there tarpless with like a luchador mask on. He would take the win. <laughs> It'd be him. And, and, Gio, and Gio's, Gio's tough. So I'll old man strength? For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the old man strength. I think it'd be like Gio. Yeah, like that might be the final two there. Gio and Brady <laughs> Kachuk. And then, you know, he just got that unicorn Kachuk just going to toss the old man over the over the ropes there. I would love sure to watch enough. something like that. Like, screw the all-star skills game. Give me a, a NHL-style battle royale in a ring. That would just yeah, be... Yeah, but like, logis- oh. logistics and waivers needing to be signed. I don't know. There's a lot of liability problems going on there, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. Uh, appreciate it as always, Mark. We'll chat again down the road. Enjoy the game tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having me, you too. All right. There he goes. Mark Mathot, former NHL defenseman and sends... Analysts, we got the Sens in town taking on the Maple Leafs tonight. Matt Murray, a revenge game perhaps against his former team. No 